Welcome everyone to the Persist podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by Assemblymember Sabrina Cervantes. Assemblymember Cervantes represents the 60th Assembly District and serves as chair of the Assembly Committee on Jobs, Economic Development, and the Economy. As a state legislator, Sabrina has worked continuously to serve her community and enhance the quality of life for Riverside County residents. She has authored legislation to support veterans, students, seniors, and working families, 31 of which have been signed into law. Sabrina is a mother to triplets, proud alumna of the University of California, Riverside, and a lifelong resident of Riverside County. Assemblymember Cervantes, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So glad to be with you. Absolutely. So thrilled that you could do this today. We'll start by just having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your path into the political arena. Well, I will share with you that I was very fortunate to be raised uh, in a home of public servants. I had my great uncles and my grandfather who uh, served in World War II, stormed the beaches of Normandy, and to my other side of the family, uh, my mother's side, who were part of the United Farm Workers Movement. Uh, They picked grapes and different fruits and vegetables across the state of California to today, my mother being an educator. Uh, My father is a public servant, uh, was a former mayor of my hometown. I was just a a child. Uh, So naturally, we were very involved in our community from a very young age. And at the core of it, though, it was the understanding of standing up for the people, standing up for a just cause, using our collective voice and responsibility. And so I I took that with me uh, through, you know, my high school years and my college years at UCR and really realized that, you know, being an elected official is not the only way that you can make a difference. Uh, You can affect change in so many different ways and uh, behind the scenes, and you just have to be a believer and, and keep hope alive. And so I started navigating the political landscape. And during college, I would do some voter registration drives even after college, after graduating. I did, I ran a few voter registration drives throughout Riverside County, actually, uh, from the eastern part of the county to the western part of the county that I now represent. And so I just was very fortunate enough to know what my path looked like. And I followed that North Star and I discovered a very rewarding career in public service. Uh, This is my way of of being able to give back in a very direct way uh, and doing so much uh, to advocate for the needs of our region. And so that's just kind of a very short glimpse of of my my first steps into uh, public service. Your story is always very inspiring. Thank you for sharing that with us, especially to the UCR students out there listening. It's it's fantastic that you started here and it's been great to see your trajectory um, post UCR. So thank you for sharing that. I'm curious to know, in your opinion, what are the most pressing issues in the state of California right now and specifically in your district? Well, my district is so unique in the sense that I represent cities that have been here since the California citrus boom in 1896, uh, the Corona Riverside cities to newly incorporated cities over the last 10 years, such as the cities of Harupa Valley and Eastville. And so you shared earlier some of my legislative highlights and key uh, issue areas that I've been working on over the last going now on six years 
but I really have been trying to build upon issues that protect the rights of voters, improve access to higher education, anything that uh, looks at ways to support our survivors of sexual assault uh, to domestic abuse, supporting our small business community. We actually have one of the largest small business communities in Riverside County to increasing access to maternal mental health care uh, and also being part of the LGBTQ caucus, uh, looking at ways that we can advance equality for, for our community across the state uh, and just helping uplift our working families. I, I will share with you one of the most pressing issues at this time is housing. And you can ask 10 different stakeholders you know, why California is in this housing crisis that we're in, and you're probably going to receive 10 different answers. And so we are looking at ways that we can address this uh, at a statewide level. We're hosting a roundtable working group uh, that just concluded with many of my assembly colleagues. But in some ways, the Inland Empire housing shortage is very reflective of what is happening across the state. And in other ways, it's reflective of the region's unique characteristics as well. And so we have to also look at policies that address that. Uh, and just this last budget cycle, we were able to invest uh, a, a large amount of money toward housing, affordable housing. We wanna make sure that we can continue looking at ways to we can upscale certain projects that are working. Uh, but we we certainly need to make more investments in the future. Absolutely. Housing is a really pressing issue. Thank you for speaking to that. You are the first Latina and openly LGBTQ person to represent California's 60th Assembly District. Additionally, I believe you also made history recently as the first state legislator to give birth to triplets while in office. You bring so much to this role that is different from your predecessors. How do you think that it's changed the conversation and how has it benefited your constituents? Well, a working mother, right? It's, it's a yin and the yang of being a working mother. Motherhood is not so easy uh, doing this job full time, uh, but it has taught me a great deal. Uh, and so, you know, just also uh, some of the, the things you shared, diversity, diversity of all levels of government is so vital to our democracy. And so my intersectionalities where I identify as Latina, LGBTQ, uh, a millennial, a mother, all of these unique experiences and perspectives are important when we are deliberating on key policies that are going to affect so many Californians. And so I'm honored to be part of the different caucuses, uh, to be a daughter of immigrants, uh, to be part of the growing number of diverse legislators. And so we need to continue making those strides and making sure that we also support other minority groups getting to uh, represent their communities at all levels of government. We're gonna continue to uh, support others along their unique journey and uh, for me personally, being a working mother, there's a new sense of, you know, renowned purpose. And so I, I bring that with me to Sacramento and the work that I do in my community every single day. I love that. And I also love your social media. The triplets are adorable and it's been great. Thank you. see so many uh, lovely pictures of them on your Instagram. Thank you for sharing that with everyone. 
you've spent much of your career working in politics and have achieved a lot already in your five years in the assembly. What are some of the accomplishments you're most proud of? Recently, we just got Assembly Bill 746 signed into law, which is uh, dealing with step-parent adoption. Here in California, LGBTQ same-sex parents are protected in many ways and seen as equal parents under the law. But in neighboring and other states throughout our nation, we are not. And so my wife and I experienced going through the step-parent adoption process, even though she signed the birth, their birth certificate and is considered their legal parent. Uh, she, under the law, she needs to still go through this process through our court system uh, to actually be granted equal parentage. Uh, and so we were looking at ways to uh, address this, to clarify uh, certain, uh, certain things within the law, uh, looking at minimal requirements that are imposed on couples, such as being married. You have to be married for a certain amount of time before uh, seeking step-parent adoption. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that there is a statewide standard uh, in order to ensure equity, uh, to ensure that our LGBTQIA couples do not face discrimination, any further dis discrimination in any part of our state. And so that is what this bill intends to do. And uh, very proud that it got signed into law by the governor. Uh, another bill this year that I'd like to highlight is really fulfilling the promise of Denim Day. Uh, AB 939, that we want to make sure that survivors, survivors of sexual assault, uh, there's a statistic that states for every 1,000 survivors in the U.S., only 230 actually report the sexual assault perpetrated against them. And of those 230, only 80 have criminal cases go to trial, and less than five will ever see their perpetrator serve any time in jail or prison. And so the bill that, that was enacted helps to create an environment in which survivors feel empowered to report any sexual assault they have endured. Uh, this, this took some time to get through the legislative process. Uh, we, we had some challenges that we had to overcome. At the end of the day, it got signed into law. Uh, and so we're really grateful that we were able to address that this year. There's some budgetary accomplishments that I'm so uh, honored that we brought right to our district dealing with housing, $10 million for True Evolution to Project Legacy in downtown Riverside, which provides transitional housing and wraparound services for Riverside County's most vulnerable communities, uh, especially those experiencing chronic homelessness. Uh, we brought uh, $8 million to an affordable housing complex uh, in the city of Corona. Uh, we've done work in the veterans community colleges within Norco Community College, uh, Riverside Community College District, excuse me, at Norco College uh, to build this beautiful veterans resource center for our veterans. And so, I'm just so proud of the work that my team and I have done uh, over the course of going on six years now. But again, there's so much more that we're going to continue to accomplish together uh, in, in lockstep with our community. You are literally doing life-changing work. Thank you so much for highlighting those bills and, and just the great work that you're doing, especially around what you've talked about and supporting survivors around step-parent adoption. That's huge. And that's going to really change the lives of so many people out there. Thank you for that. You and I got to know each other, not only from your involvement in our first ever Persist Conference at UCR in 2017, where you graciously agreed to be a keynote speaker, 
but I appreciate that we've seen each other a lot on the campaign trail, as you're a strong supporter of electing more women in this region. I love seeing you walk for Aaron Edwards and speak at the re-election campaign launch for Jackie Casillas a few weeks ago, and of course, seeing you support Riverside's newest councilwoman, your younger sister Clarissa, has been really wonderful. I'd love to hear your thoughts on why it's so important to support and mentor candidates at the local level, especially women. Well, solidarity is what sisterhood is all about. Uh, it's been such uh, an honor for me to see so many dynamic women decide to put their name on the ballot uh, because it takes courage, it takes bravery, it also takes grace. And when we see individuals who want to take that next step and represent their community. It's inspiring for me to see, and I will do whatever I can to uplift them. Uh, and if that's joining them on walks, going door to door, uh, sharing why voters should vote for them, for that candidate in particular, um, I will be there and there to support their reelection as well. Because at the end of the day, it takes a real, truly takes a village uh, to accomplish the work that we're doing. I can't accomplish the work that I'm doing at the state level without my partners at the local level, without having Mayor Jackie Casillas there uh, to to walk me through some of the challenges and ways that we could address them together, uh, or Councilwoman Erin uh, Edwards, who's project, this revolution project is Project Legacy is actually in her ward. And so again, you know, having the right representatives is so important. Local government offers the opportunity to gain experience and create this pipeline to encourage the next generation of, of individuals, of women. And so I'm just uh, thrilled to see that there's been more women willing to take that step uh, and create that change locally. It creates a circle of prosperity for all. And so I always encourage uh, folks to, when they are voting, to vote down ballot, because at the end of the day, it's the local politics that makes the biggest difference. It really does. And it's so inspiring to watch you support those of us at the local level. So thank you for that. I am curious to know, how do you balance the highs and lows of this work, the multitude of opinions people can have about you that shift from moment to moment? Boundaries. Boundaries are important to have, uh, you know, just prioritizing. It's taken some time, though, to to figure that out. My, my team and I, uh, we've I've represented a district that has uh, been, been purple from a red to purple to now a blue district. But setting boundaries as an elected official can be very difficult. Uh, especially in the beginning when you're you're called to every single event to speak at everything to do you know as much as you can with the limited time that you have and so for me it's been it's been just I've been reflecting on this more and more especially now as a new mother that I need to practice intentionally with where I put my time where I put my energy the choices where I decide to invest my time in, uh, because then I find myself thriving more and being able to give more to my community. And so I'm glad that I've been able to find that more as I've transitioned into motherhood. Uh, but I will say that 
you know, I am now okay with dishes being left on the counter the night before or the laundry basket probably never being empty now that we have triplets. Um, it's it's allowed me to kind of let go of things that I can't control as well. Uh, the timeline isn't always going to be perfect or ideal, but projects get completed. We still get the work done in the community. There's always going to be naysayers out there saying that I'm not doing enough. We're not doing enough as a team, but I know that uh, my team is dynamic and we're doing everything we can with the time, the limited time that we have here in this, in this space. Because at the end of the day, it's a title. It's a title and there's so much more to it. As a person, I could continue doing this work we're going to continue pushing forward uh, because that's what our community deserves. And so at the end of the day, I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing things that need to be prioritized, but learning to set boundaries as well uh, is, is important for your heart and your soul uh, to both aspects of work and life. That's a really brilliant and healthy and vulnerable answer. And I appreciate that. And it's something that I think um, most of us in elected office can and should be thinking more about. So thank you for that. I'm curious to know, what are some of your upcoming initiatives that you're most excited about? Well, we are looking at getting started with our legislative year in January. So we're currently prioritizing some key issues uh, for our region. At the end of the day, there's no other priority, no higher priority for me than improving the quality of life of all Californians. And so, you know, just know that we are going to come up with the best legislative bill package that we possibly could come up with still in the areas of public at higher education uh, looking at ways to support our local economy uh, building towards a brighter future for our children and their children and so on uh, there's there's so much work that i'm i'm really eager eager to dive into and working with the different partners uh, that we have here throughout the inland empire uh, and one of them being just with uh, the labor councils, with our local electeds, with the community organizations uh, and our higher education institutions. I want to make sure that that what we're entering in January is probably going to be the best legislative package that I have um, this next year. How exciting. I can't wait to see that. We always end the show with the same question. And that question is, if you could give one piece of advice to our listeners, especially college students thinking about running for office or getting involved in the political arena, what would that be? I would say to lean in, find your North Star, find that thing that drives you, your life purpose, because it's going to be your guiding light in the most challenging times of your personal journey and also your career. And one thing to know, it's okay to keep changing your mind. It's okay. Uh, most people don't have it figured out. And when you have it figured out, it's a great feeling. And so I would just uh, encourage uh, those young folks out there to keep changing it up, to find what's best suited for you, uh, because we all have something to give to the world. 
That is such excellent advice. This has been a really inspiring and powerful and thoughtful conversation. Assemblymember Sabrina Cervantes, thank you so much for taking the time. And thanks for always saying yes when we at UCR ask you to show up and inspire our students. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure, Denise. Good to see you. The Persist podcast is hosted by me, Denise Davis, director of the UCR Women's Resource Center, and is produced by Rosa Castillo and the staff in the UCR Women's Resource Center. Check out our Instagram pages for links to more episodes at UCRWRC and at UCR Persist. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, please email us at wrc at ucr.edu. We hope that this podcast inspires you and those around you to get involved in the political arena because we know that who is at the table absolutely matters. Finally, if you have any ideas for who a future guest should be on the podcast, feel free to reach out and let us know.